Hey, hey, welcome, welcome. It's your good pals, Jim and Sam. From Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Great podcast episode today, Sam. Yes, absolutely, Jim. Today we have comedian Seton Smith. Of course, we've known Seton for a long time. He was one of the first winners of Car Crash Comedy over on Opie and Anthony. I thought this was a very funny episode. I did, too. There's also a special appearance from Bob Kelly. We get to the bottom of what really happened when he was attacked in a subway station. I don't think Bob came out looking good. Hey, check us out weekday mornings on Sirius XM Channel 103. And if you aren't a subscriber, go get three free months by going to SiriusXM.com slash Jim and Sam. I will be in Albuquerque on August 12th, and on September 28th, I will be in Toronto at Just for Laughs. Enjoy Seton Smith on the Jim and Sam podcast. Seton Smith is here. Uh, he's going to be opening. This is crazy. He's going to be opening for the Strokes at Forest Hill Stadium on August 19th. Yeah. SeatonSmith.com. Nice. There you go. Follow at Seton Smith. What's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm blessed to be here. Really happy to be here, man. This are you a cool. real Strokes fan? Yeah, I actually, yeah. Liked them. I actually liked them in high school. They were like the third white band I liked. What was the first and second? Uh, <laughs> first, I like that you're keeping the list. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. I was like, it was a hard shift in the 90s. That I had to hide it in front of my black friends. So the first one, I think, was um, white music wise. I tried. I bought a Lenny Kravitz album. So that was white music. Then I got a Beck album. That's. And oh, then, yeah, Beck wow. was super white. And then Strokes was just kind of in the middle there. And I was like, yeah, I kind of like the Strokes. I can understand. Beck took a second. Uh, <laughs> and there is, I can see the, the graduation there, right? Sure. Because, like, uh, you start with Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Black, but white music. Right. White music, yeah. It's a nice step over, crossover. And Beck yeah. still has a little soul to him. Beck was trying. He mixed some stuff in there. He's yes. kind of like, I mean, I'm not saying he's like David Bowie level, but he would just throw in stuff in there. You're like, okay. All Influences. Right, and then the Strokes is like a, a straight up. White rock band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, this is it. Um, but your toes are in. I was, yeah, so I was let's just, jump in. I was just hard. And then yeah. I was sitting in the car with him. I was sitting with Julian. So I was like, yeah, man, this is weird. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that I liked it. I bought the album and now we're hanging out. This is fucking, wow. Uh, he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> How did yeah. that connection happen? Uh, he was coming to the, he came to the City Winery shows for Mulaney. And then he came to the Troubadour. And then we, me and him just one time just hung out in the car and talked to him four in the morning and just got vibed. He was just a nice guy. And then we played soccer. And then, uh, and then randomly he was like, "Yeah, you want to do a show?" And I was like, "What? I didn't even expect that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, this is one of those surprising things I never believe. Are you nervous uh, for that show? Yeah, I'm I'm confused what's gonna happen because I've done like 200 shows now of arenas with Mulaney, but it was they, they came for comedy. Yeah, this I have no idea. Uh, yeah, this is very different. <laughs> very. But it might Strokes fans aren't animals either. They're not aggressive. Right. No, they're yeah. not like fucking Slayer fans. Right. <laughs> they go in there to kind of feel some kind of love and chill energy. So I'm, right. I'm going to try to ride that energy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be yeah. Do they usually, have they had comics open for them in the past, or was it just your relationship? He's like, yeah, let's just try this. Uh, David Cross and Mulaney. Those are the two people they had. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, huh. Have you right. talked to Mulaney about how it went for him? Well, he was doing a special situation, because that was when they were trying to, they did a show at the Ivy uh, Irving Plaza uh-huh. for um, a mayor- mayoral candidate. Mayoral candidate. I forgot her name, though. So they were trying to do that. So it was kind of a weird situation. Gotcha, the David Cross thing, I think that was a straight uh, regular concert. So I'm curious. Um, you should yeah. ask David, yeah. Yeah. He's around, so I should ask him. He's yeah, still. ask him how it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, Either way, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Can we just talk about, uh, we were talking about in the hallway walking up here. I don't know if y'all remember. Uh, so when I did Car Crash Comedy 2007, yeah. I remember uh, maybe a Six or seven months later, I did a show with Birbiglia, late night show with Birbiglia, um, somewhere in Magoobies. And I kept thinking, I want to get back on Opie and Anthony. I don't know how to get on. He, and he looked at me, he's like, man, just drive up there and just show up, man. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you on. That's just legendary. And I was like, 
okay. I literally just, literally the show ended at like 11. I got in my car and I drove straight up to um, New York from DC. And I got, I got there at three in the morning. I slept in my car until about four and I just waited for y'all to come in the studio. And I watched y'all one and one, like Ovi, Anthony and Jim just sit there. And they were like, they walked in, they, were, they not looked at me kind of like, what's going on? They kind of didn't break because it was more early in the morning. Yeah. And then finally, I think uh, I think I called Kenny. Hey, Kenny, uh, tell him I'm here. And uh, they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he really was. He was showed so, up. Did we let you on? Yes, you let oh, me on. Okay. Absolutely let me on. And it was very like, but then at the end, Opie was like, you know, email or call ahead. Do this right. What are you doing? <laughs> but I was like, yeah, this is dope. As that. And it was just very, very, very cool to do that. Yeah, you just showed up. Good for you. I, I would never that. do that. Yeah, I love it. Just show up, yeah? Okay. okay. I mean, yeah, my 20s. I wanted just to see. Why not? And uh, and now being invited now here, yeah. 15 years later. <laughs> it really it must have been a rough appearance. If, like, give him a decade and a half to work on it. No, it wasn't my Wait best. till everybody else is gone. <laughs> That's how business works. That's awesome. Yeah. How long had you been doing, when you did car crash comedy, because car crash comedy was the old bit where it was like comics would come on and do, what was it, like a minute or, mm -hmm. and... And you just have to do it, but you did it in like the studio, or we had like a little audience or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it was. I got lucky. I got was lucky. it New York or was it DC? It was DC. It was. That okay. was a DC one. I did a New York one too. I lost a New York one. That was the second one, but I was like, eh. I was already happy. <laughs> the first one was great. The first yeah. one was a dream because I remember. Uh, I, I love this story, but I remember I've told the story a million times, by the way. But yeah, doing. I was three years into comedy. Uh, two, I started in two thousand three. Sorry, so four years into comedy, and then. Yeah, it was cool. I won the contest, and literally all my heroes were just all just standing there, <laughs> shaking my hand like good set. I was like, Who was oh. it? Um, it was Jimmy was there, uh, um, and basically it was Patrice and Jimmy with my, my biggest ones. Because Patrice and they both sat me down next to me. Because I remember I was sitting at the table by myself, and y'all both came over here and just started talking to me, <laughs> and just making me feel comfortable immediately. I, was, I remember I was like, wow, that's so nice of you. I could see me doing that, but the fact that Patrice went out of his way to make somebody comfortable, yeah. that should have been in the documentary. Yeah. Because that's the, <laughs> that's the only person I've heard ever say that. To. Dude, no. He, I, from 2008 on, I thought he would be mean to me he literally was so nice to me yeah. my entire career he never said one mean thing he literally i would get nervous and try to walk away but like, hey no no sit down chill we're here you're great i thought that was just the weirdest thing yeah. ever but yeah have you done any like uh self-analysis to figure out why that is because you're literally the only person with that story yeah oh yes yes i do know because i remember I, the first thing i said to him at montreal comedy festival i was like uh i think you're amazing you're going you're turning from what cosby when he made that shift from being just kind of a regular dude to being ascension, and that's what you're doing now. It's amazing. And then from there, he's very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to open. Because you hit him right. Because his favorite comedy special was, I think, Bill Cosby himself mm -hmm. was. Oh, really? Patrice's favorite comedy special oh, of all time. Okay. So that was the right thing to say. He said the right yeah. thing. Oh, oh blessings! Yeah, because it was a great weekend. That <laughs> weekend, I was like, yo. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you've just been uh, so, and and you've been opening for Mulaney for how long? Um, for this run, it was um, I used to, I did it back in like uh, 2013, 2014 around the show ended, but then uh, this time around I started. We started tw uh, May 2021. He started doing the Sydney Winery shows, and then the last show of the tour was February of this year. So it was about two years of just being in this little celebrity bubble. Yeah, it was awesome. Just to oh see. yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, people just. Come, I mean, it started off beginning where it would just be like you know normal you know famous comics you know Chris Rock and Jimmy Stewart you know um, you know uh, John Stewart would come out I'm like okay that's cool but yeah. then you know it would get weird like Malala the, uh, the the woman who won the Nobel Prize woman freaking shot in the, right she oh. just showed up to just read a speech to him just how how funny he is I was like oh that's that's Forrest Gump level stuff like <laughs> just like um uh, yeah Mulaney does have that appeal. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, very famous people would be like, yeah, he's the comedian that I Cause like. Because he's, 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 he's pretty clean and he's very funny. 
Extremely funny. Yeah, he's a really good comic. Yeah, it's funny because he doesn't think himself as clean. It's just his his delivery. His Something delivery about it. is clean, but he's not clean. Yeah, because he has that whole joke uh, about like he has that um, suck dick. Uh, what was that line? It was something about like a three line, like suck dick, dips appear, da da da. And he's like, I say that all the time, and they don't even hear me say suck dick. They don't hear. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> it was like, wow. There's something about the polish, right? Like, like when you show up and your hair looks good, and you got the nice suit on, and you're and you're presenting in almost like an old school Hollywood way, the way his voice sounds. Damn. Everybody looks past, like. Jim, when you say dirty stuff, it's like, yeah, that's what we figured. When I say clean stuff, they think yeah. I'm a pig. Jersey garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is weird, man. Putting on a five thousand dollars suit, people just listen to you for some that's reason. It. They do, yeah. <laughs> like, Have you ever performed in a in a suit? Oh, many times. Like for like sure. Leno and stuff, right? Or... Yeah, but I've also done stand up in, in in a suit. Was it comfortable for you? Yes and no. I mean, I don't like it as much, but it doesn't really matter for me because people who, if people are there to see me. It, they they already know what I'm doing and you know it doesn't help. It doesn't help. <laughs> no, no, I'm too fat for my suit. Now. It's depressing. Are you? You don't fit in your I, suit. I do, but it's not comfortable. Mm. Can you? Do you feel like you look fat in the suit? I know I do. Okay. Mm. Fucking okay. pig. <laughs> I know it. Do you struggle with self-loathing the way Jim does? He's in great absolutely, shape. Absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, you don't get in great shape without without full of hate. Of yourself. <laughs> I guess that's the motivating factor, right? Absolutely. Just yeah. on the treadmill, running away from your demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm like naked, running in the mirror, going, "Man, I'm I'm so out of shape. Why am I so fat? I can do that all the time." <laughs> well, you're, are you fighting now? Yeah, I had uh, did another tournament on June 4th. What um, kind of fighting? MMA. Um, yeah, so like you so know, he's been training for years. Yeah, oh really? Yeah. My eight years of this. Wow. Yeah, that was like right when I was like, yeah, right after the show ended, I had like a lot of development deals and it's torn a lot. I just needed something to not think about my career so I could breathe. And uh, yeah, when somebody's trying to punch me in the face, can't think about your career. It does focus <laughs> you on what's happening right in the moment. It's really healthy. And the, so, yeah. Development deals were they things that didn't go the way you wanted, or were they frustrating experiences? Yeah, they didn't go the way I wanted because I didn't know there were things I didn't know about. Like I didn't know. How to manage people. I didn't know how to read people and manage. I got like talent. I could tell you what to do, but I didn't know how to like convince you to do it. <laughs> that right. kind of jazz. Or even just like, I remember I picked a team and then I think I figured out who they were <laughs> after I picked them. After. And I was like, when I signed, I was like, sat there and I got a panic. Like, oh shit, I picked the wrong team. <laughs> what do you mean, production people or? Yeah, um, from producer to writers to even manager. It was just all just didn't know my vision. They just saw, I saw people who liked me versus saw what. I needed them to see in me. Like I have Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I like I have a vision, I have an image of who I am, and y'all have a different image and y'all don't know what like like exactly especially ten years ago, that the kind of black I am did not wasn't in the mainstream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like the all these black nerds that are popular now, they didn't un, you didn't understand the nuance in twenty thirteen. I was I'm a damn pioneer. And so like <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so even like it's not even a race thing with agents, it's like black or white. They're all like, Well, I'm gonna put you in this black and it's like, I don't think you know what I am. I don't think you know what I do exactly. Yeah. yeah I, um, I could do anything, but it's like, oh no, I'm I'm so yeah, like I think I remember I got the development deal and I think they tried to make me a Chappelle character. And the problem with me and Chappelle like I sound, I have some similarities to him. Both of our parents are professors. I started comedy in D.C. We both love Tony Woods, so I'm gonna have <laughs> similarities. I can't help it, but it's like I'm not him. I am. I'm a lot darker. My my childhood was much more unhealthy. Uh, yeah, you had an unhealthy childhood. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, much more. I'm much more darker than him. He has like I feel like a lot of people have anger with the world when they believe the world can be good inherently. I don't really have that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I think the world is stupid. And then like I think stupid, most evil can kind of be derived to somebody being really stupid. Yeah, and so right. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, ah, oh, the evil society. Like, ah, I don't think they're even thinking about you that deeply. Right. <laughs> you know, I think they're just trying to like Yeah, you're survive. more 
Yeah. You're more of a nihilist than a pessimist. Yeah, yeah. definitely nihilist. Like, yeah, like I'm like, I mean, I'm not Fight Club corny, but I did like Fight Club a lot. I'm not Fight Club corny, but in high school. Oh, in high school, I was all about that. I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Blah, blah. And then, and then 9-11 happened. I was like, well, this doesn't make no sense no more. No, it doesn't make no sense at all. I have no, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Are you fighting, uh, it's, it's MMA or is it just jiu-jitsu? Oh, MMA. Yeah, okay. so I had MMA, uh, we did a jiu-jitsu MMA like a, the turn, uh, what's the, the uh, gym the, uh, that I'm a part of, Tiger Showman, they have uh, these tournaments. So they'll have uh, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, and MMA. And so I just did MMA and uh, jiu-jitsu. And uh, it's fun because I like, for those tournaments, I can fight some pros and like who are up and coming trying. And I can like see how I measure against them and go, oh, yeah, I can beat up, I can do well against pro. It's also got to be nice to be in that world because it's so, it's objective. It's not subjective. Yeah. Like in like the arts as it were in comedy it's you can be good but you have somebody else has to go yeah i think he's good right so now you're in the position that you're in where doing mma or jujitsu it's like no there's two guys one guy's gonna be better and that's the one that's gonna win yeah there's nothing there's nothing like uh subjective when somebody's choking you yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But even that, well, sometimes you'll try to be subjective, and I've been choked out twice in that situation. <laughs> where, like, <laughs> where, like, I woke up, like, oh, I probably should have been more objective. <laughs> yeah. I should have tapped. Yeah. I should have tapped. I should have tapped instead of thinking, oh, I can do this shit. I don't know. Oh, yeah. now wake up. A lot, of, a lot of people in this position would probably put. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Them damn blood chokes are a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Blood and air. But yeah, everybody who doesn't know, air chokes you immediately feel. Blood chokes you kind of don't know until you wake up. Yeah. The, oh, um, really? The arteries. Yeah. You don't really because you can still breathe. Oh, I can still breathe. I can make it happen. But like you don't know. And then you wake up. Yeah, you realize you don't have blood going to your brain, and so. So like you, you open your eyes, not realizing that you got choked out. Yes. yes. That's that why both times. I think the throat chokes are more dangerous too, because they can fuck your throat up. Yeah, you can get a stroke. Too many of those dudes. It's actually. And I would imagine the oxygen cut off is worse, right? Mm -hmm. Your brain needs that oxygen. No, but it, 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 you you come right too. I mean, as long as the people don't hold it, like that Jordan Neely guy, the the Marine held it too long. Yeah, that was crazy. Should have yes. let him go. That was crazy. He go. held it too long because the guy was out, and you gotta, if you let somebody go immediately, and it's a, they're all right. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think his whole, I think his problem was he's a Marine, and Marines aren't built to subdue people. They're built to kill. So it was like he had no skills to actually handle the situation in the first place. That was a problem. And he might have panicked, too. Like, if I let this guy go, he might not have realized he was out or he was afraid he was going to come to and go crazy. Like, he, I think he just panicked and held him too long. Yeah. Right. Exactly, because a Marine should not be doing That's it. Right. A Marine's job, they, they go to yeah. their training, which is kill. Right. It's like, yo, man. Like, yeah, it's a man who chokes a lot. I'm like, yeah, did he... He didn't need to do that position. He didn't do that choke. He didn't need to do like everything about that was a bad approach. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to rear a choke to solve situations. That is not a solving situation problem. That is a no. killing situation. Um, so I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It just made me so mad. Like, yo, what the fuck? But then uh, didn't a black dude just get arrested or like he got arrested and charged for killing somebody on the subway? So now I'm like, but can't he even... got didn't he get released? <laughs> he had released, but still I can't like white people are fucking up. I can't be in that. I can't be like ah, there's a bigger mm. problem with the subway. <laughs> the difference like, with the subway. That oh. guy though, the guy who I think he stabbed somebody and he was acquitted. He was black, but I mean, I, the guy he stabbed hit his girlfriend, so yeah. there had been like a violent thing first. Yeah. So it was like with Jordan Neely, he was just being a, a complete dick, and I think he was going to, but he, he hadn't actually fit, assaulted anybody at that moment. Man charged in deadly subway, stabbing, released without bail. Yeah. Is this the guy whose I mean, girlfriend got punched? New York's yeah, a wild exactly. place right now. It really is crazy. It really is. <laughs> no bail for a guy who killed somebody. But then again, maybe it was self-defense. If this is the case I'm thinking of. his girlfriend or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I mean, is that a senior's 2021 sweatshirt he's got on? Okay. Congrats. 
Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps Wait. the graduation hoodie like two years later? No, I'll still rock this. Wow. <laughs> the homeless guy, or appeared to be homeless, harassing subway riders. That's what apparently led to some sort of fight I love that they have to say him. appeared to be homeless. Like, yeah. there is a guy... No, 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 no. I have a wonderful home life. I just don't shower. Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to judge either, but I almost hit one of them with my pooch. I got a uh, moped, and, uh, you know, I'm like, so I was going up to Williamsburg Bridge, and I had three lights, and the pooch doesn't have, like, a strong engine, so I'm, like, trying to just blow through lights. But I see a bro of cars just sitting in the green light, and I'm like, uh, they must be slow. But I didn't assume the crackhead. Well, like I said, I don't know, crackhead, homeless, just really ashy man. Uh, <laughs> crusty man. Poor decision maker. <laughs> right. He steps right in front of me. And I, I got to make a, and I, um, I have to try to dodge him. And the bike flips, and I flip, and I hit the ground. And the crackhead looked at me and was like, you got to be careful, boy. And just walks away. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so fuck that guy. <laughs> Did you fuck up your motorcycle? Um, well, that poochie, I had a little bit of scratch. I fucked up another person's car a little bit. Just a little some scratches. And so, uh, but I didn't have any insurance on the moped. I got a motorcycle recently, so I got insurance on that. Um, yeah, that's right. After that moped accident, I said, like, I need a motorcycle. I need a motorcycle. Yeah. Something goes faster. <laughs> I need something faster and stronger and st steadier. I don't know what it is. What kind of motorcycle do you have? I got a Moto Guzzi. Um, um, stone seven uh, C seven. I'm sorry, this is uh, V seven. I just got motor. I just got into motorcycles two months ago, guys. So my language <laughs> ain't the best. They terrify me. You're not I, scared of those? Um, falling off them is such a penalty to falling off them. Yeah, I am. But I was like, I, I see. Like, once I got the pooch, I went to motorcycle class, and once oh, I started man, doing that's like a real like. Uh, that's almost like an easy rider motorcycle. Yeah. Like that's a real motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, it's a chilling motorcycle. I ain't gonna go. I ain't gonna try to be on no speeds or nothing. This is just like to hang out in town. That's cool. But like, yeah, once I did this class, the class has kind of showed me like, oh, it, the deaths aren't as random as you think. It's not like you get on the bike and then you just die. Right. It's like those like the okay. Most of it is intersections, and a lot of it is just intersections. And people trying to make a left turn, and they're just not paying attention to that. That's the biggest one. And the other one is uh, like forty-year-old dudes who are divorced who drink a lot and just. Overconfident. So that's wow. my main problem, the second one, but that first was not my problem. <laughs> I think that, like, the scary thing about motorcycles is you don't hear a lot of fender benders, right? No, no. Like, in a car, yeah. you could get into an accident and sure. be okay, but odds are you, it just feels like catastrophe yeah. is far more likely if there's going to be an accident on a motorcycle. Yes, yes. But it's like, I've really, I don't know if you've read book, The Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance or Motorcycle Ride. I didn't understand it when I first read it, but now I kind of get it. This is a very Zen art form. Like, like it's a culture. Know, it's a, in the sense of, no, I mean in the sense of, yes, there is a culture. Right. The Zen thing's important. Like, I don't know if you read uh, uh, Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. It's like getting out of your brain and being into your body helps the anxiety go away because your brain is just now in charge. But You're you, fully focused on driving. See, so yeah. think, yes, there's yeah. too many things to worry about. First off, you have to use all four of your limbs to, sure. to, to, to drive the thing, right? And then you got to worry about people being crazy and killing you constantly around. <laughs> so it's like interesting. So it's like, I get it. There's no space in your brain to be like, oh, people don't like me. But no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to die if I stop thinking about right now. Potholes right. scare me with a motorcycle just because you literally just be riding along and the thing that annoys me would kill somebody on a motorcycle. Right. right. But if you're fully concentrating on the road, mm -hmm. you're going to avoid a pothole. And when you get off that when you get off of it, you are th just happy. It's just, <laughs> you're just like, man, I mean, something just happened. I'm relieved. Let's just deal with the life now. It's are you? Are you? Are you like uh, Pat weaving through traffic yet? Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm weaving okay. through traffic because I'm. Yeah, that's, is that a rush? Like going through? Like I mean, because I see guys like 
speed through those like traffic lanes. The speed one, I don't do, but I, the weaving just makes you feel good. Just only because I'm I live in Brooklyn, it took me twenty minutes to get here. Right, that feeling oh. of just like oh, I could get here anywhere for twenty minutes. Like, like you I, know, sitting here now, there are people you pass on the road that are still, still there on the road. Where do you park it when you're home? Um, I park it in front of my house right now. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen, but again, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. But I, I do know that this thing is such a weird bike. It's not like it's not a lot of motherfuckers like going like, oh, I need that. It's like, oh, that's an odd thing. It's an odd choice. I just, I also, I, I think it's very interesting that so much of what you do with your life is. Can I just escape out of this brain? Yeah, yeah, I realize. Because it, it, it's exactly the same as MMA, right? If you're not fully concentrating yeah. on the person that's in front of you, yeah. you're going to get physically harmed. If you're not fully concentrating on the road when you're driving, you're going to get physically harmed. Yeah, it's like just to shut the tapes off. You're like, I got to do something that I might die doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no I remember when I was on Mulaney, I remember they wouldn't let me do stand-up because I didn't have the schedule time, so I remember I got into trapeze. <laughs> was you a got into trapeze. Trapeze. There was trapeze. a Santa Monica Pier had trapeze lessons, and then they were like, and "You're hey, like, oh, I should do that." Yeah. Then they were like, "Hey, you want to like start training to be a catcher?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to try to be a catcher." But <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay for that. They're like, "Nah, I just show up on Tuesdays." So, yeah. So I'm just going to Santa Monica Pier on Tuesdays, climbing those ropes and trying to learn how to catch motherfuckers on a trapeze. And again, if you yes. stop concentrating oh God, on it, yes. and now that's another person's life in your hands. Yes. Because you've got to catch them if they fall off a trapeze. Yeah, and no, I was, and there's really no excuse. Everything about that is like you drop them. It's like, why were you there? Yeah, <laughs> why, that's the job. <laughs> why didn't that show keep going? Because I mean, everybody on the show was good. One yeah. of the stars was more concentrating on his career as a trapeze catcher. Yeah, that might and be my it really fault. brought the whole thing down. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie though, I got some good reviews on the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> was it kind of like network decisions just get frustrating? I think, yeah, yeah. I, the first script was absolutely hilarious, and then. NBC raped it, and then Fox just tried to salvage it. I like to give Fox a benefit, in my opinion. Yeah. But, like, the first script was about John had roommates, and he stopped drinking, and they hated it, and so they had to have a reverse. They tried to do a reverse intervention on it. Sure. So they got a bunch of sad drunks in the room. <laughs> Come on, John, we miss you, man. It was just a weird, ugly, funny scene. It was hilarious. But then NBC was like, ah, there's not enough beautiful people in here. Let's put some beautiful people in here. Uh, so then it went from that funny scene to the last. It was like a party with a bunch of beautiful young people, and they were like, John, come on, have fun with us. And he's like, well, now it kind of doesn't make sense that he leaves. It looks like a fun situation. Yeah. And then from there it was just like, oh, okay. And now, I don't know, now John is so much more later and interesting. The show he should make is now, but he, you know. Yeah. But now he's making a genius special, so it's like, eh, why even... Right. Why really waste is. your time? Really <laughs> Unless is. he gets the creative control that he wants. Like, if they give him the creative control he wants, then the show might be interesting. Maybe, but I think it was a lot. Doing a 24 episodes by, as a star by yourself, Seinfeld actually pointed out, there's only three people who've actually done it. Up until when Mulaney done it, it was only Mulaney, this other guy, and Seinfeld had done the star. So it's like, that's something you shouldn't do. Mulaney, um, right, star... Um, your own sitcom. Oh, no, right. He wrote it too. He wrote, and he wrote, it's, and oh, it's him. Yeah, he yes. wrote six of his. Own, he wrote six out of those episodes. It was like he. What about Roseanne? Did she not write it? Not at all. Oh, not okay. a lot. She just would do lines. She would just buffer. Another better line. She would actually have the writers line up um, on the set. She would, and then she would put numbers on them. It's writer one, writer two, and then if she needed a punch up line, she'd be like, "Number five, give me a oh. line." Is that That's, true? Uh, yes, it's very true. 
Oh my god! No, I did a lot of. Stu- yeah. <laughs> I, I I got really obsessed with like studio rumors back when I was on this. I was like, who who else who else got kicked out? Who else got kicked out? Because you like find out. Yeah. Like like with Ellen, you like the Ellen thing. I remember when Ellen got lost her first show. We all thought, oh, cause she was gay. And then you then I found, oh no, it's because the reason she lost the show now is the reason she lost same. the show. The same thing. She cursed out some executives in '96, and they were like, oh, really, bitch? Done. It's wow. Like, oh. But sunk Brett Butler. Yes. Right, oh, really? Right. Before syndication, what's the name of that show? Grace Under Fire. Grace Under Fire. That's a big show. She did. I want to say it was ninety-four episodes and a hundred of syndication. How many episodes did she do? I think she admits it. Like she was drinking back then and just not handling things well. One hundred twelve. One hundred twelve. Oh, then obviously I'm incorrect. Uh, Did they get the syndication or no? They must have because I felt like there was a um, I never a moment it. in time when it was on all the time. It's never on anymore. But there was a second when I like do, Fox do. would run oh, okay. commercials for Grace Under Fire every night at six or whatever. Syndicated on Oxygen Network. Mm. Oh, uh, then it was on Hulu in 2014. No, no, it's, it's syndicated. Okay, because she did. But I know still, that she I mean, she fucking cursed out the wrong person. Apparently, yeah. that's the rumor. But then wow. again, shows you how little I know because I thought they got to less than 100. So that's like Goodfellas. That's a scene. Just don't curse out the wrong. Yeah. don't focus on one wrong guy. guy. The one person. The one person. Mm. You can fuck with everybody. You can number your writers. Just don't <laughs> fuck with the wrong person. Exactly. Know yeah. when to shut up. Like yeah. you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but when you're just being really abusive to a, a guy who can cancel your show, that era was happen? also so interesting that like that was the whole thing. Like you, as a comedian, you establish an act that you can build out into a sitcom, and and boom, you yeah. you know Tim Allen, everybody. But it is a crazy ass schedule. Like you really got to be able to do 24 episodes a year is insane. It's That's a like, lot. It's almost like boxing. It's like it's not no human should be right fighting for 15 rounds. It's not it doesn't make sense. Right. Same thing with it's like TV is like, yo, this makes no sense how much we're doing. It's like and they even know objectively, we're only going to make eight funny episodes out of 24. It's physically sure. every everybody accepts it. It's interesting too cuz like now we're so used to the streaming schedule of like eight episodes, 12 episodes, 13 episodes that when I go back and see one of these old shows and realize like there's 20-something episodes in this season? Like, mm. that was nuts. I don't understand the poster. Like, why is everybody just smiling and looking in different directions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will admit, John wanted to make a super weird show. And okay. then, and then like, he just had to make, like, what's the word, like, like concessions. They're like, oh, I want to be weird. Oh, we'll do this weird. So it's like, so sometimes it's, you're right. He needs more control to do exactly what he Yeah, because his brain, I have faith in being yes. fun. Like, you know, like, I would it, the scripts he wrote, I'm sure, I don't, I don't know the show. I haven't seen it. But I mean, I know that the people on it were good. And I know, yeah. so I'm like, what happened? It's usually the studio. It's usually, mm-hmm. they, they meddle too much. Too many fucking unfunny, dumb fucks put their hands in it. <laughs> no, it's got to look like this and be like that. And they wind up telling funny people how to do it. And they wreck it. Yeah, but it's usually not the comic that wrecks it. No, no, yeah, he, you know, that first pilot again, I stand by. I wish we had sure. to shoot that and leave it there, but you know, but uh, I don't know. I think it was a great experience. I mean, he's sure we. I got to learn a lot from him. Like just watching, like how low. Like how does this? If you ever want to make a TV show, don't put your name on it because if it's not good, people are gonna not. They're gonna write that's you. your name. And, and mm. even though talking about the show, they're still writing your name mm-hmm. and then all these bad thoughts. And he had to go like going through that shit and then coming back out of it to like rise out of it. Just uh. I don't know his toughness to me is just so he's awesome to me. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's humbling. It's it's an infuriating too probably. Like there's legit things people will go you stink or I don't think you're. Fu-. All right, I can live with that. But then they say something, he's like, no, nah, it's just not true. Yeah. yeah. And they really pontificate on the untrueness and shit. And yeah. they start fucking adding shit. Like, what, 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 why are you on this fucking rails, dude? Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of these critics is not even trying to be 
like smart. They're just trying to write something that's interesting so you read it. Yeah. So they're not even giving you a salad of thinking about the show. You're like, all right, man. It's about their creativity as a writer as opposed to doing the task. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it was, I got to learn a lot. I'm in my little naivety of that world. But again, it's, I understand why people want to make money with him. He's great. So after the show was over, who caught the people on the trapeze? Oh, um. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I had left LA immediately. Let <laughs> me go do some other stuff. You um. know what? We're right. Uh, Matthew in Maryland. We I can't believe we forgot this. What's up, Matthew? That's right. Hey, how's it going, show? Hey. How's it going, show? I was uh, calling to ask uh, Seaton a question. Oh, yes, sir. If uh, he ever received that uh, reward steak dinner from Bob Kelly. For saving his phone from the subway truck. Yeah, I saw him last night, and he promised it to me again. So we'll see. <laughs> what was the scenario? Bob Kelly was being. Oh, uh, how, did you see the fight at all? Bob I had a didn't. fight on the subway, and guy tried to slash him with something, and uh, the guy kicked Bob, and his cell phone went into the subway tracks. Seaton happened to walk in. I walked in. I just saw him. He's just he's just wide eyed, and he had a bag that was all you know strut. I was like, I just got attacked. I was like, Oh my god, do you, do you need help? He's like, My phone's on the track, and I'm like. Oh, well, what are we going to do about that? He said, like, can you get it? I was like... He asked he you, to, asked get you to get it? That's the part Bob wait, left wait, out. Wait. That's the fucking part Bob left out. He made it look like Seton just came in yeah, and hero and swooped in. Dude, was, can he, you get my phone? Yeah. He asked you, can you get it? He asked me twice. Let me say, like, he asked me first time, and I saw it on the track, and I was like, well, I know if you go down there, it's going to be a lot worse. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, let me just get it. And I got it. But the problem is one of those iPhone warriors has a wallet, was magnetically attached, and he looked at it, like, my wallet's not here. I, I think it's still down there. And then he pointed, and it was under the third rail. <laughs> no. It was literally under the third rail. I was like, oh, well, what are we going to do? He's like, can you get it? You, you want can me you to- get it? Can you get it? His wallet? Bob you can't wanted you to get credit his card? wallet, his credit cards. He doesn't want to go to DMV, so exactly. can you go get it from the third <laughs> rail? It's called Discover himself and fucking... <laughs> That is outrageous. And I was just, and I, I don't know, man, I was kind of curious if I could, but, and it was. Well, now, yeah, now, can I get it? Well, now I want to know. Yeah, now I'm like, I mean, I've already gone out once. <laughs> <laughs> How scary is it being on the tracks? It's odd. It's very odd. It's, it's, um, plus, since there was a train coming. Well, you, you probably loved it because you have to concentrate only on the tracks while there you're you down go. there. I you do, can't... I do a lot of dumb shit. So yeah. I took it out of my brain. I'll admit that. <laughs> Third rail is scary. Third rail was very scary. It was what? Because it was like, and that's where the dead. wallet was. It was, it was right. It was like, it's and it's, and dirty. it's magnetic. Super dirty. It's metal. It's, it's magnetic and it's under an electric third rail. Yeah, no, things could have happened. Things could have happened. It could have been a fun, spectacular death. But, uh, and you went down again? I went down again and got it to him. And How'd you like, get it out? You just moved it with your... I just Because yeah, there was enough space. It was like this kind of space where he's like, got it. Oh, my God. I'm like, getting antsy. You went just... under the third rail for Bob's probably maxed out credit cards? <laughs> 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 no, I really... I, yeah, when I came back up, I wasn't exactly proud of myself. But then when he went around telling everybody I'm great, I'm like, you know what? Let's keep going with that. Were you dirty <laughs> hopping out? That seems so filthy to hop out. No, I didn't get it. I was just... My, my, maybe the hand, because I had to yeah, you know, pull uh, up on the... Did Bob the help you? Uh, no. No, he just was like, kind of get Dude, let me look at my cards and my phone. <laughs> Can you imagine asking somebody first to go down on the tracks and get your phone? You're like another grown man. Yes, I can imagine that, because I, I am also a fucking pussy. But I, I, what I can imagine is Seton going, shut up, get it yourself, you yeah. fuck. No. No, nah, was, I was so bad, because he told me the knife story. He opened up with the knife story. Of course <laughs> he did. Yeah, he's, he's, he's manipulative. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, can you get that too? <laughs> Oh. Uh, you just came up from the track. Can you go back down there yeah. and get it? Yeah, I, was, I thought that was weird. But <laughs> I thought it was weird. I was like, oh, okay. Did, did he get it? And he hasn't. 
Hasn't got the dinner yet. But I saw him last night. How he long said, ago was this? Two months. No, yeah. I didn't have a pooch. I didn't have a pooch then. So I mean, I have a motorcycle pooch then. So it must have been two or three months. What? Yeah. I was in. Uh, the he told changed. me when I was in New Hampshire. Is when Bob told me the story. Yeah. So. Is that him? Mm-hmm. Ah, good news. Yeah. Robert. Robert. Oh, Bob. Robert. Oh, Bob. Robert. Oh, hey guys, first of all, Mike Calter is with me. We're live on Calter and Kelly. So well, good. Don't because say hi. Hi, Mike Calter. Hello, gentlemen. Doing, I do love that Bob did the professional thing that while we were on the air, he let us know that we were on the yeah, air. Yeah, absolutely. Bob does. Bob understands. FCC, well, he's also on a real terrestrial radio show there. He has to. Yeah. Well, you guys, you know, I'm part of the uh, Faction Talk family now. Sure. Uh, bonfire, five to seven with Big J Ogerson every day. So yep. I've, learned from, I've learned from the best. From Bob- Mike Calton, number one morning show, and Jim and Sam. Number one morning show. I don't know how far flattery's going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been listening to what's... Why? why? Seton Smith is in here with us. Hey, Rob. And we're talking... What, did you, what did you do, Seton? No. <laughs> we're talking about the horrible attack that you had to go through, which we feel your pain. We feel for you. You're our friend. And we were talking... A caller called up asking about the steak dinner, which is fine. You know, it'll come, whatever. The problem that we have is that the story that we had heard is that Seton saw you mm-hmm. and yeah. that he jumped down on the track to get your phone. And the story that we just heard from Seton was that Seton saw you and you asked him, can you go down on the track to get my phone? And then when he came back up and gave you your phone, you realized your wallet wasn't on it. So you asked him to once again jump back down onto the tracks and reach under the yeah. third rail to get your wallet, which is a much less flattering story for you. Well, there's two sides to story. <laughs> yes, there's a, a brave side and a cowardly side. <laughs> he said the way he phrased it. The way he phrased it was, <laughs> you said that you dropped your phone, and then this is the quote: "Can you get it?" <laughs> well. Well, <clears throat> somewhere in the middle lies the truth. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, I, you know, the whole situation had me flustered. And when I said to the, I saw it right after it happened, the guy in the orange vest was there. And I go, hey, I just got attacked by a guy with a knife. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I saw that. That was messed up. <laughs> oh, shit. So like, wow. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I go, my phone is somewhere on the tracks. He goes, you got to go upstairs and talk to the lady in the booth. I can't go down there. There's a guy. You got to go upstairs. So I was like, okay. So I had to go upstairs, across the street, down again, and go to the lady in the booth. And I said, I was attacked by a man with a knife. I, my phone is on the tracks. I need to get down. She goes, you got to wait an hour. What? I go, what? She goes, it's going to take an hour. It, he always takes an hour. There's one guy. I got a call. It's going to take an hour. So I was like, okay, why this woman's from Boston? I don't know. Yeah. But this is the only accent I do. I'm not going <laughs> to. So I, so I, she goes, go wait by where it happened. He'll meet you there. And she, by that, I she meant on the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go back over to the scene of the crime for, I mean, it, it was kind of nerve-wracking. I had to go back to where it happened. Yeah. You know, this guy might be back. I'm kind of a little shaky. Sure. So I go back there, and as I'm going back, I run into my man, Seton. And now, people don't know this about him, 
his first, I, I tell them what happened, which the guy, you know, came at me, calling me all these names, and then we went to fight, and then I pushed him, and then when I, he, I pushed him, he took out a knife, blah, blah, and he's like, where is he? Let's go get him. Cause <laughs> That's awesome. Seton <laughs> is a real man. Yes, he is. Yep. Seton, Seton is a killer. Seton is into MMA. Yes. I mean, he's... I believe he just came from choking people out. Am I correct? You're yeah, I think I came from class that day. Bro, <laughs> I was in mode. I was Seton, in mode. <laughs> Seton is a motorcycle rider, yeah. chokes people out, and is a trapeze catcher. <laughs> There's yep. no stopping him. You could not have had a better person. <laughs> you really could not. If, if, if my phone got knocked on the tracks, Natterman would have walked in. That <laughs> <laughs> looks like your phone is lost, Jim. <laughs> Oh, they sell new phones at T-Mobile. Or maybe that mint with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, I, I said, I said, so I said, hey, can you, I don't know where it was, so can you call my phone number so we can hear it? I think it's over here. So we called my phone and we heard it ring, but it was actually on the other side. So we went over there and we found the area. We could hear it, couldn't see it. And I was like, it's down there. And he's like, yeah, man, that's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. I go, fuck. I got to get it. I need my phone. He's like, yeah, man. Is, you know, is there a, is there a guy? I was like, yeah. He I, 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 said, no, for now. I got to go. I got to do the bonfire. I got to. I got to do the bonfire. I got to get the, I can't. <laughs> yeah. And then I go, I go, he goes, yeah, man. I go, my, I got a bad knee. <laughs> Oh my God! I forgot about all this. Oh I literally forgot about God. all this. Listing oh his injuries, God. his job he has to I do. I gotta go do the bonfire, and I got a bad knee. Oh, I gotta. Okay. If there's one, Mike, you can attest to this. If there's one thing I am, I'm pretty honest. <laughs> <laughs> to a fault. So I said, I have my knee. I don't know. And he goes, Ah, shit. I don't know, man. I, he goes, I go. There's no. I don't see any lights. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> well, the lights of an oncoming train? Now, yeah, like a le- the lights from the train. Right? Yeah, I yeah, got, lights from. I, I got a, couple, I got a bad I, knee, but I have to go to the bonfire. Yeah, and I don't see any lights coming, Seaton. So, so why don't you risk getting crushed against I, the platform? <laughs> I never, I never asked him to jump down. I just gave uh, him information. <laughs> I don't- uh, I think your eyes and your, your gesture and you pointing a lot kind of yeah, right <laughs> yeah, there. Kind of like it's very close. It's I, right there. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I didn't use the uh, magician's take technique of, you know, putting stuff out there so that maybe you want to do it. But okay, but Bob, but you Bob. didn't even need the phone when Seton no. called it. That was the first time someone in show business called your phone <laughs> in a year. Bob. When, when, <laughs> okay, so Seton comes back. He so, does get the phone because no, no Seton. What he does, he goes, he goes, ah, fuck. All right, wow. and he jumps down like I'm talking parkour. Did this you try jumps? Did you try to stop him at all? The, not one second. I was like, Ooh, I actually, I think I rubbed my hands together and went, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he jumped down, and it's on the backside of the the third rail. So he jump, he sees it. Grabs the phone real quick, oh. and then I have I have a phone, so the back of my phone uh, has a magnet on it. And my wallet is a magnet, so it sticks to the back of my phone with all my credit cards, license, everything, right? And he grabbed the phone, and I went. He, he was coming back. He didn't come back up. He was coming back real fast, and I went, oh oh, my wallet. <laughs> I think my wallet. 
Oh, oh, one more. And he went, Bob, Bob, you understand, went, you understand, yeah. you could have called Amex and gone to the DMV. Sure. And gotten everything in your wallet replaced. Yeah. I didn't say. I jump on the track. <laughs> I didn't say, get my wallet. Oh, I didn't oh, say, could you get my wallet? Oh, I said, oh, I just oh. said, wallet. Now, I'm using suggestion here. <laughs> like I said, my, my, my magician techniques. I just said, wallet. My wallet, I think, in my wallet. And how far how far up went, off the track was he? You saying he wasn't all the way back he, up? I'll say he was back to where I was. He could have hopped up and been back up. He went. I just remember he went. He went. He went. Ah shit! And he went over. He went back. <laughs> he went back. Saw the wallet, grabbed it, and then dropped it because he was very close to that third reel. So he got a little nervous. He dropped the wallet. I did drop that. Yeah. And had to pick it up again. I did not want that shit. Yeah. And he grabbed the wallet and he jumped back up and he was. I mean, it all. It was all a matter of seconds. He's so no. fast. No, he's great. He's so great. Agile. It's just. It's just this story has so has changed so rapidly from yep. the original story was. Poor Bob and Seton is such a great guy. To now, yeah, Seton is such a great guy, and Bob's kind of a piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Shit. I'm not gonna shit. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I would say I never said, "Could you jump down and get it?" You I never said. Did you Go say? Back did you say? But did you say? Oh, oh my, my wallet. He was kept holding a paper bag that was said, ripped with the knife. That's what really hit me. It was yeah, he kept paper, holding that paper yeah. bag ripped. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy cut my yeah. bag, and he just looked sad with it. It just, I was like, I can't, I can't yeah. just let him just it be by my, himself. It was, <laughs> it was my cheese and fruit pla- uh, snack pack from Starbucks that was, that you know was ripped open. That really had me. Uh, I was a little peckish. I mean, um, the idea that you look yeah. at him and go, I gotta go do the bonfire. Yeah. And he's got to yeah. jump on train tracks so you can now, go no do the And you don't even invite him on as a I... guest. <laughs> you didn't bring him? Ah, uh, it's funny. No, you don't even say, hey, come be our not... guest today. You just send him to the cellar. <laughs> what a jerk. He is a jerk. Well, I... <laughs> Seton, would you have done did, the bonfire? I did invite I him. I did. You would have loved it. Have you done it since? I, I have not done it. No. Yeah, he's, he's a guest on our show. And, and he risked his life for you, and he's not been on the bonfire. You, I mean, it, it, just well, for the I sake mean, of listen, the story. I mean, this you... happened months ago now. Yeah, and here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I talked to my therapist about this. I'm going through a little uh, PTS, right? What is it called? PSD? What, what do I have? No, PTSD. PTSD. I'm, I'm just coming out of it. Of the, so oh. I didn't want to. I kind of pushed it down. Yeah. And I apologize for that because it was. I was in such a shock, and, and it really <laughs> only, only, messed me up so bad. Only Bob Kelly could get attacked in the subway, and somehow, with the actions of the thirty minutes post attack, lose all sympathy. You're points. the villain in this You're story. I even side with the guy with the knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're was, the bad it guy. It was actually a white. Uh, it was a white guy who attacked. Watch it. Too. <laughs> oh, white guy t- All right, so it was interracial No, I'm, I apologize It was a Puerto Rican Who am I kidding? <laughs> um, yeah, Seton I mean, if we go back I I did not ask, I, He's such a I mean, let me tell you something dude. He wanted to go find this guy And fucking take him out Which was I had to I had to kind of pull him back off of that He, he would have been safer Finding the, No, 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 no 
It would have been a much safer thing to have Seton find the guy and choke him out than to make Seton jump on the train tracks twice and mess yeah. around with the third rail. He wants to find the guy that stabbed you, and you're not even willing to find the mater d' to buy him the steak dinner you promised him. <laughs> you won't buy him a steak dinner. I didn't know. We, I'm getting him a steak dinner. You're out of your mind. We're doing the bonfire, and I told Christine, we got to have Seton on. He's never been invited. You can never, invite. I, don't, I, don't I told Christine we got to have the guy. The guy basically Bob, Bob, rescued you, your possession. Can you imagine, Bob? If if how if this is what a good guy sees. Hang on, is. hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. I just wanted to put you in imagine mode. I want to get okay. into imagine right. mode. Hang on. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Go. All right. Because I want to contextualize this yes. properly. Mm -hmm. This is what a good guy sees. Is that you? What you just said. He's just like, okay, cool. Can you imagine, Bob? Imagine this. Your mind state. If you found me. And I pressured you into helping me, and you helped me. Yeah. And then I said, "No, I'm going to talk to Travis and get you on my show." Do you know how upset you'd talk to Travis? You can't invite me on your show. You got to talk to Travis, was, and I I don't know. Travis like will let me know when there's yeah. a when there's a good date. It was the second week I was on the bonfire. I was a little skittish about. You know what I mean? It wasn't really my show at the time. It was right. my second week. Yeah, but now it is. So it was, I was a little... I, I mean, it's I been came months. in and I was like, I said, we got to get him on. We got to have him on, blah, blah, blah. And I was oh. a little skittish with that. That's, but, that's very tentative. Here's the thing. So tentative. Can you, can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Can you get into imagine mode, please? Yep. I, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, I'm there. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, okay, imagine this. I am there and I jump down off the tracks. I believe I've been imagining that since the day I met you. No, Jim Norton. He's my fucking one of my best friends. No sympathy. Man was almost stab. I I thank you, Mike. I appreciate that, Mike. I jump down on the tracks. My knee buckles. I, I fucking break my knee again, uh -huh. and then as I get, I crawl over, get the wall, I get the other thing. I'm trying to get back up, and I can't pull myself back up off of the tracks. <laughs> and oh. I'm just digging my fingernails in as the F train comes in, and now they have to call Max and Don to say goodbye to me as they <laughs> back up the F train, and my guts fall out onto my wallet. And they have to and call you know, a bunch of people to repair the train. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, love, I love Norton's snaggletooth laugh. You get the good one, real good one. The wheeze, the wheeze that kicks in. Yeah, he's got that. He's got a cancer wheeze. No, you, you're right, Bob. But the fact that you would risk a fellow comedian's life because yeah, you didn't, I, you didn't want to buy a I new did. phone. You, it's all in the I, cloud. It's in the cloud. Nobody, you just, listen, nobody can, nobody can find that phone. Do you understand me? Nobody can find <laughs> <laughs> well, For real, like, the idea that of picking him up off the track, the idea of picking him off the track just was, it, me jumping on the track seemed a lot easier than me trying to pull him off the track. If you That's tried it. pulling him off the track, something <laughs> happened on 41st Street today. That's the same thing that would have <laughs> <laughs> giant crane fall. <laughs> have you thought about the amount of yeah. not only bonfire? Would you rather have, would you rather have your, you your back out? And not be able to do MMA or any of your classes or jump down and get the thing and jump back up. Right, exactly. That's what the whole thought. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, have you thought about not only the amount of episodes of the bonfire and the amount of times <laughs> dinner has occurred yeah. since? I mean, I haven't just until just now. Now it hurts. Now it feels like a burden. It's so many, right? Yeah. No, so it's much. So, yeah. many. so much. So much. I can't even. Yeah. No wonder. No wonder. I mean, you've got such a gentle mind I mean, state. People fuck with you all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Listen, bro. <laughs> Listen, man. You're 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 a you're a you're a real good person, man. I appreciate that, and dude. But I want you to buy a seat in his dinner. You. No, <laughs> you. You're not a good person. You're not even human. <laughs> uh, if you were there, I would just ask you to crawl down and talk to your friends together. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make it my pants. All right, Bob. Well, we Bob and Mike Calta. I appreciate the clarity. Thanks, Bob. All right. Well. Uh, Satan, uh, we'll see you on the bonfire yes, soon. Sir. I don't know. I'll get you. Not. I don't know when. But talk yeah. to the producer. Talk yeah. to the producer. Yeah, Bob. yeah. Talk yeah. To send, the producer. send a fax to McClure. See what can be done. <laughs> yeah, and dude, fucking uh, Olive Garden on the house, buddy. I got you. All right, cool. <laughs> That's great. So he's taking you New Year's Eve to his gig. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Call to Kelly. See you later. You've been listening to SiriusXM's Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. New episodes every Tuesday with full shows weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Channel 103. Visit SiriusXM.com slash Jim and Sam for a free three-month special offer.